Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 77, Nas Boost, the Fast and Furious Minute, minutes 40 through 42. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by the One Moment Company. They'll help <laughs> you break through the time barrier, because one moment can change everything. Whether you want to reduce stress, find time for what you love, or help your team become inspired and agile, it really only takes a moment. Uh, learn how to meditate there. Oh, it's from, is it from Yale? No, it's just a company that teaches you how to oh, meditate. Oh, the founder went to Yale. Yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe somebody should, you have a lot of time, you're home, mm. maybe you should practice meditating. Um. So you might be wondering, Thursday night, Friday morning, what is, this, what is going on here? Or if you're in Australia, whatever, Saturday, like, <laughs> they're like a couple days ahead, whatever. <laughs> so we figure for the foreseeable future, at least a month, we have a month planned out right now, while there is quite literally nothing going on of any kind of constructive or True. entertainment value, yeah. we figure we'll do a couple of bonus episodes, so twice a week, in addition to, not in place of, in addition to our normal Tuesday scheduled things, we're going to do some bonus episodes on Friday. Some of them are going to be like this one, the Nas Boost, where we do a couple of Fast and Furious minutes. This is one of your ideas going way back. Yes. When we were first talking about going weekly, and we're like, how do we fill in the gaps? What kind of episodes could we do? This was one of your ideas, you know, like a multi-FNF minute. Especially when you hit like a nice three-minute stretch like we did here, yeah. you know? This is like, there's probably very few three-minute stretches in this movie that are going to be as overall good as this in terms of what we're looking for in terms of like easing us into this like this is a great three minute stretch yeah i agree some of these are going to be like this and some of them probably again who knows what but probably about half are going to be like this and half are going to be sort of more normal episodes we're going to cover a movie so we'll give you all the heads up as we go on right now before we get to our next episode which is the fast and furious reboot number four which will come out normally on Tuesday. We're going to yep. do a couple, a little detour, and we're going to do our uh, Nothing But Time episode Ooh. for these Fast and Furious Minutes. But before we get there, Joe, extracurricular activities, how is your self-quarantine going? Pretty good. Doing a lot of cooking things as usual. Mm. Um, Rachel was really, she, so we're quarantined, and she yeah. was like, you know what I really want to do now that we're quarantined is she's been wanting a Nintendo Switch for a long time. My sister just bought one. Rachel really wanted one. She was like, you know what, like, let's go get a Nintendo Switch. There's none within like 30 miles of my house right now. That's the issue that my sister is running. So my sister works for a rather large video game company. She does, yeah. And there is some rewards program that they have where basically just, I guess, I don't, I don't know exactly how it works, but like people can give you points or I think for like your anniversary, like however, like, like you're there for a year, you get some points, whatever. Just oh, that's kind of cool. like an, an employee rewards program, whatever, right? Yeah. I don't know that she had spent anything, but she's been there for five years. Again, she, I don't know if she had bought other things, but she basically had enough points for a Switch. So she orders a Switch. Which I'm sure is know, a lot. I don't know how many points it is, but it's basically it's, a $300 value. It's, yeah, it's a lot. It's, a lot. it's a, you know, a lot of points. You know, her birthday is in a, a week or so, and so. Oh, I cool. got her a couple of games. I shipped them to her for her birthday. And Happy she's birthday, like, okay, Lindsay. cool, let me get the Switch. And she ordered the Switch. And then, you know, the company was just like, okay, everybody's working from home. And she's like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to get the Switch. And yeah. so then she was like, maybe I'll get it through GameStop. And then they were all sold out at GameStops. And GameStop.com was sold out. And mm -hmm. then she's like, I'll go through Best Buy. They're all sold out by her, but you could buy it online. Except then as she was checking out, it was like out of stock, in stock, out of stock, in stock. <laughs> And as of right now, as of recording right now on Sunday, March 22nd, she is tentatively scheduled to receive one on Tuesday. But who knows? Because it just feels like 
between probably more people buying them, but the bigger issue of just Animal Crossing. supply chain, like, well, Animal Crossing, but supply chain issues in China just not making Switches, they're just not out there. So if you want to spend $500 on eBay, you can get one, but Yeah, that's I what think... I was saying. I was like, I'm not overpaying for a fucking no. Switch right now. Like, it didn't just come out. You know what I mean? This isn't like a right. Christmas toy. It's been out, but everybody that went home, like, I guess a lot of people were like, I'm going to buy my kids a Switch, so they shut the fuck up right now. Right. And... That's what happened. They're just out. I mean, of I think it's to a certain extent. It's also the same issue that we're seeing with toilet paper and with hand sanitizer and stuff. Exactly. Like people are overbuying, but it's also their their stores are not getting more. And now, at least in New Jersey, and I'm sure Connecticut, I think probably we probably followed in your footsteps. I think New York too. All non-essential businesses are forced to close. Yep. And so GameStop, what was really pissing me off this week was GameStop <laughs> was like, we know we're an essential business because we're helping people at home improve their way of life. It's like get out of here. Stop that. This isn't the early 2000s where you needed to buy a physical game. You no. can download everything, you idiots. Yeah, that was the thing. So, like, I pre-ordered Doom Eternal, which just came out on Xbox and PlayStation, from Amazon. And yeah. it was like, they emailed me the day before it was supposed to come out, and they're like, hey, because we're prioritizing medical supplies and whatever, we're not going to ship this. I was like, cool, I canceled that and I just downloaded it directly through Xbox. Like, yep, you know, it's the same price. I get it immediately. I don't have to worry about it, but it's just, I don't know why GameStop is essential other than they want to keep making money but like it just feels like negative P- like bad pr i don't know and the other thing is is now like you can go buy your games at walmart and like yeah. walmart needs to be open for like yeah. food things right like well super walmart games up you're not essential at all so stop so yesterday my big trip out of the house is that i went to bed bath and beyond to get some soda stream canisters it was the first time oh, i had gone cool. anywhere in six days i know the stores are closing at eight o'clock tonight or whatever i want to go make sure i get my soda stream because i've been like i basically had been rationing my co2 because like i i can't I can't you don't know when you'll get this. more. Yeah. And I went there because I was like, I might only have six hours left before this closes indefinitely. And she's like, oh, no, we got a Harmon Pharmacy or whatever in here. We're essential. I was like, God. All right. I'm like, that's good. But like, I didn't have to rush out. But I also, you know, I, I went out and got it. So that was yeah. good. It was good to actually talk in, you know, face to face to a human being because the uh, cashier was delightful. And I feel like basically she's like, so you're going to put these back in your bag, right? Like, not like that I don't want to touch them, but just like, so I know that you're probably paranoid like everybody's paranoid like i'm yes. not gonna touch these and so like it was interesting i guess to see how people are reacting in the real world because I saw, I saw a tweet or something about like i didn't realize that retail employees had or knew that they were signing up for the draft because like you're just out on the front lines basically about things right so yeah man i think that they've been ill respected for a long time stuff like restaurants and bars and retail employees like you know people often took them for granted and I hope that this helps readjust their brains to understand how essential that they truly are. On top yeah. of truck drivers and all these kind of and medical professionals as well. We see a lot of these things where like people are like yelling at customer service reps in the store. I hope that we see a lot less of those as we move forward, knowing that they're the only people keeping us alive right now. Like I was laughing at Best Buy for emailing. Like one of the first corporate emails that I got was from Best Buy. Like what we're doing about coronavirus and COVID. I was like, I don't care. Like what are you doing? But then I emailed again yesterday. And I guess, you know, in states where everything's not closed, Best Buy was like, we're doing curbside pickup, which I think is super cool. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to come in, we will bring the things to you. They said that all their employees who are still working are doing so on a voluntary basis. And cool. if you're working, they gave everybody a temporary pay raise, too. I don't know. They, they didn't Dope. say what, but I'm guessing a couple awesome. of bucks, probably an hour or whatever. So, like, in a time where Best Buy is sort of, I guess, teetering on that, like, are you essential? Because there are things that you could theoretically need not just want to get but need from like a best buy yeah, i don't know if they are essential things. Or not, but like it's cool that they're taking care of their people the public but also their employees so i think that was actually a, 
a nice thing. So I wanted to give a shout out to my former employer, Best Buy, for my the year out of college. So very nice. Yeah, I'm I'm down with any company that is not being a bunch of dickheads right now. I think that's the other thing that I've seen a bunch of people posting about this is that like. Keep in mind, remember the companies that are doing their employees dirty, and then when things mm-hmm. return to normal, just don't support them. Like GameStop, not that I ever shop at GameStop anymore, but like, you're not being good and kind. Just, and airlines, like the, like, I know this was before oh, everything happened, like, I the fact that airlines. I had to, like, I will never fly United again if I can choose another one, because like, the way that I had to fight to get even like a travel bank refund, I was like, come on guys, like, read the room. Yeah, I've conceded that all airlines suck a long time ago, and that I hate all of them, so like, you know, I have like the airline miles group, and when people come in, they're like, I hate American, never fly it. I was like, the only way you beat them is if you fly only on miles, and you never pay for your flights, and then you don't expect as much either, because if you're like, my flight's delayed, or like, they try to cancel it, you're like, well, I didn't pay you guys for flights for years anyway, so like, hmm. Fair. Yep. <laughs> all airlines are to a certain extent bad. It's just that shit. Right. Like, I if, hate if all airlines. Are, although I do feel like there's certain ones that like JetBlue. I think is objectively better. Like not that they're I agree. great, but they're they're I objectively agree. better than yep. United. Delta is objectively better than a lot of the other ones. Like there are certain ones that are less bad. Yep. And you know, if I had a choice, I would only fly probably JetBlue and Delta. But you know, being in New Jersey, Newark is a huge United hub. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of nonstops United to. Austin, and, like, I don't really have a choice, like, in terms of cost and convenience, it kind of has to be them, so it's like, all right, it's the devil I know, I guess. I agree with you 100%. I love JetBlue. Delta seems like it's not a shitty company. The only way that I like to fuck them is by never paying them at all, so that's (laughs) my deal. Anything else you've been up to? Any other things to bring up in extracurricular activities? No, that was it. That was my, like, little antidote of the week, I think. So our Patreon page, TooFast2Forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellenden, and Justin Kleinman for supporting us at the $5 level or above over there. Thank you so very much. thank you. One Patreon update as we're doing these bonus episodes. I think one of the movies, at least one of the movies we're not going to do, but... The ones that we're leaving, we're going to cover, so don't worry about that. So if you're on our Patreon page, the thing pinned to the top, I think, right now is our quiz. So if you've not taken the Fast and Furious quiz, the minute quiz, I know that Jake just took and Jake got a really good score. Mm-hmm. If you're over there, go check that out, because every time we do one of these minute episodes or just a regular episode where we cover a minute, I'm adding the question to the quiz. So if you want to so take it or yeah. whatever, yeah. Yeah, you'll just get like two, two or three new ones at the end, but at the same time, like it's still wildly hard, and even if yeah. you've taken it... It's still hard to get right. So thank you all for over there. So Mailbag Joe, we have one email. Okay. And new listener. Oh, again? Damn, we're on like a nice little stretch here. Okay. I'm hoping that we find like a lot of quarantine listeners. I, I really am. This person in here does say when he started. It was a while ago. So okay, so here we go. So from Hector Pena. Oh, Hector. Do you think it's Wonder- the Hector? That's what I was hitting at. I don't know. Maybe we, we maybe we have some questions for him. He says, hey, I don't know. Oh, oh subject line, rekindled love. Ooh. Mm says, hey, I don't know how to say this, but this podcast revived my love for The Fast and the Furious. Really? That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's really good. He says, I can technically say that I watched all the movies in theaters if I was inside my mom's belly when she went to see the first one. Oh, so he's got a young listener. So I guess it's not... Unless there's a weird time space, space-time continuum, I don't think that he was in utero and also in the movie. But maybe. <laughs> what if, oh man, what if his mom saw this movie and was just like, that's the guy. Like, that Hector, this baby, Hector after. Like, what if he was named after Hector? That would be incredible. I love it. That would be incredible. 
It says, as time went on, however, I started to get bored of the movies. One day in August 2019, I wanted to find a podcast to pass time, so I looked up Fast and Furious podcast on Spotify. Then I found your podcast. He says, this podcast brought new meaning to the movies. Fast and Furious is now part of my life, and I thank you all. This podcast is the best. Gotta go. So peace and stay fast. Stay furious. Well, thanks for writing in, Hector. That was an awesome email, and I'm yeah. glad that you listen and you like it. That's great. Is that a first that we have basically revitalized? I think maybe people have said, but like this seems like the the biggest endorsement. Like that, if nothing else, Universal should be like, "Hey, when F9 comes out, these guys are literal <laughs> influencers. We are. We're the premier Fast and Furious influencers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think that we are. Sure, that's one way. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you, Hector, for writing in. If you have an email that you want to send us, family at cageclub.me. You know, we've got twice as many episodes, so maybe there will be fewer emails per episode. Or, you know, Joe, to your point, maybe people find us during this quarantine, because I feel like... I hope so. I know the people, I know the podcasters that I like, that I listen to their shows, are doing more episodes just like us. People are starting new podcasts. People are adding bonus episodes like we're doing. Wes's friends revive theirs, you know? Mm-hmm. But I also have seen podcasters, you know, just basically sharing, like when people put in their Instagram story, oh, this is my favorite podcast, or whatever, they'll, they'll repost it or whatever. So I know that people are out there like, podcast is a great way to literally just eat up time in the day where there's nothing mm-hmm. else going on. Maybe people, to your point, will find us and listen to us and, like Hector, you know, love these movies more. I hope so. I think there's a good shot that we, I mean, that we could definitely give some people a little ray of hope, talk about the Fast and Furious, so. talk about some nonsense. Yeah, I they might so. enjoy it. Let me see if we have any new reviews. If you have not left us a review on Apple Podcasts yet, and the only reason we keep pushing Apple Podcasts is because I don't think you can leave a review on Spotify, Stitcher. I don't know if you can or not, and I don't know how to access Google Play, really. <laughs> Fair. It also, you know, Apple Podcasts is the is the big one. So I don't think we have any new reviews. Let's see if we have any new ratings. All right, looking on Apple Podcasts right now, 21 ratings still, all five stars all the wonderful reviews so thank you all so very much if you have not yet please leave us a review again in a time where people are looking for podcasts if you help rate review this pushes higher in whatever algorithms and maybe more people can find it so that would be awesome if you have a moment to do that and plus honestly what else you have going on yeah exactly here's the thing spend 15 minutes and rate all of our podcasts across the Cage Club Podcast Network. <laughs> Even if you haven't seen them, just be like, I love them all. So that's cool. <laughs> On the streets, Fast and Furious news, there's not a lot. However, there is one big bit of news. This past Tuesday, as you're listening to this, Bloodshot is now available on VOD. So, hint, hint, wink, wink, you might want to watch it if you haven't seen it yet, because it it might be coming to a podcast feed near you soon-ish. Okay, yeah. I don't know that there's anything else news-wise that's going on. Have you heard anything else podcast-related or Fast and Furious-related? No. Bloodshot was it, coming to VOD. We tried to start, I'm trying to start a mini Twitter campaign to convince Universal to put all the Fast and Furious is back on Netflix. It's it's working. I mean, in terms of the campaign, it's working. In terms of the results, it's not yet. But <laughs> people people seem to agree. And we're like, hey, man, go put Fast and Furious back on Netflix. Then we can all use Netflix Party or something fun and watch some Fast and Furious. Plus, I think that everybody just needs a little bit of family in a time like this. That's what I'm trying to do. That was the only Fast and Furious news I have that was me. And you generated it, so. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Cool. Uh, Rock the vote. I'm searching Dwayne Johnson president, the Rock president. No new news there, but I just saw on Google that I could save searches. So I just saved Dwayne Johnson. I don't know where it shows, but I just saved Dwayne Johnson president and the Rock president. So we'll see, you know, what comes of that. So maybe one day. I'll know more quickly than I ever did before. But no news there. Even in a time of crisis, Dwayne Johnson is not running for president. 
No. All right, Joe, the Fast and the Furious minute. So we got three minutes here. So we're going to do one by one. So we're going to talk about the first one as it is, and then we're going to transition to the second one, drop in that audio, and then mm-hmm. third, and then we'll go home. Or stay Sounds... home, or whatever. You know, cause <laughs> stay... we, are... <laughs> we are home. We're at 1327. What if, you know, there's no better place to be self-quarantined than in 1327, even though, oh. canonically, it got blown up. Well, I mean, I'm sure they rebuilt it to spec, so. What if, so uh, this is an alternate reality where, like, Go it, for it. Is, is far worse than things are now. Not that things are great now, but imagine if we were, like, on a tour, right? Like, we were doing our Fast and Furious tour, and we were at 1327, and we got, like, a bulletin just, like, wherever you are, stay inside. You cannot leave. <laughs> yeah. And so we're in a in an alien place where there's none of our stuff is there, but we're there. Rachel's but there. But we know exactly what's there. Yes. But, like, our stuff isn't there, and so then we're just, you know, forced to broadcast live from 1327 for the foreseeable future. I mean, that's a weird kind of nightmare scenario. Scenario, but it's also kind of great. No, because I'm hoping that Letty's clothes are there and we can all be wearing Letty's clothes. Ooh, with the uh, black leather pants with the tan swirlies on the sides? Yeah, and tank tops and just like cuffs with studs on them and stuff like that. That's Beautiful. what I'm like, Yeah, that would be my favorite, favorite outcome of this, that we all just dress as Letty and every day is Halloween. Well, minute 40, we'll start things off here with minute 40, a minute that Letty is not in, but... I named this one Mr. Arizona's Price on the Can, though. (laughs) I like the name. It's not the most appropriate name for it, but I really enjoy the pun, so I think you should keep it. Which, before we play the audio, if anybody does not know, the TV show Atlanta, which you and I both love, there was the episode in season one called Ban Black Atlanta or Black Area Network, which is a sort of a parody of like local access TV where Paperboy, who was the main character in the series is getting interviewed in between his interviews there are commercials that are sort of parodies of other commercials like that there's one where they're at a convenience store and the guy brings up an arizona iced tea which if you if you don't know about arizona iced tea <laughs> they might not have it outside of america or north america i don't, I don't know. know i mean we've talked about it here several times i think we love arizona iced tea they don't advertise their whole thing is that the price is always 99 cents unless you go to like you know target sells it for like 75 or every but week it's somewhere maximum one of 99 stores, cents they're half off so like you get them cheap but like their whole thing is like it's a dollar that's it their whole business model is that they keep it at a dollar and they've done things like make the cans like super thin so like if you pick it up like the can is like half the thickness oh yeah like it buckles like yeah Yeah. you you have to be delicate when you pick it up yeah because they're trying to keep it at 99 cents like that's the whole goal of their mission and so far so good but in this parody commercial a guy goes to a convenience store gas station whatever brings the can up a guy says dollar 49 and the guy who's buying it just says the price on the can, though. And the guy behind the register is like, yeah, you're right. The price on the can, though. The price is on the though. can, though. <laughs> yeah. And then it just goes, Arizona, the price on the can, though. And that's the end of the commercial. Because they obviously never made a commercial before. Like, it's not a commercial company, so. Mr. Arizona's price on the can, though, minute 40. You put about 15 grand in it or more if we have to. Overnight parts from Japan. We'll put it on my tab at Harris. Yes. I got to get you racing again so I can make some money off your ass. There's a showdown in the desert called Race Wars, and that's where you'll do it. I'll tell you what, when you're not working at Harry's, you're working here. If you can't find the right tool in this garage, Mr. Arizona, you don't belong near a car. He owns you now.
in this one, Joe, as we heard Dom, Brian, and Jesse come up with a plan to revitalize and rebuild the car. This is a classic scene. This is overnight parts from Japan. From Japan. Japan. Brian and Mia go to Harry's, uh, along with everybody, but they, they're the ones driving back in the Racer's Edge car uh, to go pick up parts of the car and return to the auto body shop. So mm-hmm. there is a lot going on here. All scored to, of course, Life Ain't a Game, No, No, by Ja Rule, which gives me, I'm going to start off things here. Does Ja Rule get the fuck in this movie? Does he? Because I was listening in the lyrics. The lyrics are, life ain't a game, no, no. If you feel in me, say yeah, yeah. I want you to be perfectly aware of how white I am while saying these lyrics. Okay. Flip the bird where in the air. Fuck the world. We don't care. He and might get the fuck. If you listen, it kind of sounds a little edited, but it also... You can hear the word fuck. I mean, it's it's not, you know, in Hobbs and Shaw where they both say it, right? Like, very visibly, very open, whatever, like, loudly as yeah. a punchline. But here, it kind of sounds like he gets it. And, you know, we were... There's the one a couple of minutes ago, right, where Letty's like, shut the F. Like, she says the the word F, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah. she's not getting it there. But it kind of feels like Ja Rule gets the fuck in this one. Yeah, can I listen to it one more time? Yeah, go for it. He owns you now. Great line, too. Okay, mm-hmm. one more time. Let me turn it up to here. Yeah, he kind of mutters it, but you definitely hear that that's what he says. It's one of those things, like, if you know what you're listening for, you can hear it. If you don't know what it's saying, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, I think that that's, like, one of the ones that the censors wouldn't even have caught. You know, right. like, when we talk about stuff like that, oh, like, the, the two girls making out in the house, right? And somebody's yep. like, oh, I can't believe you let those two girls making out in the house get through. And they're like, what are you talking about, two girls making out in the house? And you're like, right. oh, yeah, you totally missed it. So that was that was one of my big takeaways here. The other one is that the more important thing, notably to the movie and to the franchise, this is the first time that we hear about Race Wars. And I, I went back, yes. and they allude to it, I think, in minute 29, but they don't call it by Race Wars. But what I thought was kind of funny here is that Dom's like, you know, there's a race out in the desert called Race Wars. That's where I'm like, you know, that's where you're going to make money for me. And mm-hmm. you can see Mia and she's just like, oh, God. So either she's over Race Wars or she's over Dom or over Dom recruiting or over Dom recruiting her boyfriends or, you know what I mean? It's like Mia is tired of something. I think she's upset that now she will lose time to Brian to Dom. Everybody wants to hang out with Dom. And she was yeah. like, damn it. Like, this one was my this was my toy, you know, like this kind of thing. <laughs> Short-term, valid concern. Long-term, you're going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. Of the three, I think that this is... Again, this is not a bad minute, but I think there's the... In terms of what we're looking for, I think there's the least going on here. But, Joe, what have you seen? Signs, products, and model numbers. What do we have here? Because this kind of leads... Some of this leads into the next minute, but also... What's the haul that they get from Harry's? The only thing I could make on the back of the truck were the Apex exhaust system parts, which eventually we see. I'll go over Jesse's computer notes on the next minute because we get a better view of those then. Makes sense. One thing I saw that was cool that was on this Craftsman toolbox, I got like all the stickers there, and there was this Nopey sticker. Did you open this link that I posted there? I clicked on it, but I didn't really dig too deep. So what's going on with this Nopey link? I think that it might be this. Like, I found this website called Nopi Nationals. The logo kind of looks the same as what the sticker is, and pretty much all it is is just like a website with like pictures of girls in front of cars, which makes every sense, but also none. What does Nopi stand for? Do we know what Nopi stands for? I have no idea. No. I was just saying... Oh, check out Nopi.com. So this is Nopi Nationals. Oh, no, it just redirects there. Myrtle Beach Speedway. Also, it plays this song in the top of the browser. Biggest and baddest truck, car, and bike show in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Don't miss it. It makes sense it would be that, right? Nopey. 
Myrtle Beach Nationals, formerly known as Nopi Nationals. Yeah, this is definitely the logo, because I see them, like, putting it on other things. So it's just, like, another car show. Like, we had the fall, what was it, the fall classic last time? 1985, though. So what year, do, is there a year on the sticker, or no? No, it just says Nopi, like, like it's just a sticker for it. Here we go. Latest tweets. So, at Nopi Nationals on Twitter. Car show, drag race, drift, hydraulics, audio. They have not tweeted in a year. And their Twitter pictures from 2014 Super Shows. Yeah, so it pretty much it's like a bathing suit contest, a car show, a drag race, and now they have drifting. And cool. that sounds like it would be like right up their alley. You know what I'm really imagining is that based on these pictures of the women in bikinis, that I bet that they sell a calendar that would be like a great shop calendar. Oh, I'm sure. Right? That would be like these, like that year's, like last year's girls. Like, in their bikinis for Mm -hmm. the next year's calendar. A lot of their tweets are just, I posted a new video to Facebook and a link to Facebook, and their Facebook page is no longer there. So, (laughs) not really worth following them on Twitter. No, but check out nopinationals.com with the link that redirects to nopi.com. Like, that redirects. It says, hey, check out nopi.com. And just redirects. The thing that I wanted to do is I wanted to see what kind of parts they had. And I was, like, going through, like, as it pans and trying to, like, figure out what what they were doing. They got some Nas bottles, right? Brian needs two shots of Nas, obviously. They got some new brake rotors for them. There's a turbocharger that says something on it, and I forget what it says. I can't figure out what it says. It has, um, it says either MSOK or K-S-O-W, depending on which way you're reading it, because it's kind of like the letters don't help you distinguish which way it's going. Yep. So they have a turbocharger, they have new headers, spark plugs, a new tack that that we see later on the side of Brian's door jam, right? Like all this stuff. They have an intercooler, and they have a camshaft. So they're actually doing a bunch of engine modifications. That's pretty cool. But everything's like super chrome and like fun and cool looking too. Yeah, there's there's more parts there, but it's like a lot of like hosing for the NOS system and all kinds of other stuff. But that's what I was trying to figure out and just write down as many things as I saw as we were panning over. Oh, I just realized something devastating. As we do this, if we find phone numbers, a lot of these places, just the businesses might not be open right now. Uh, not that we have a minute. Not that we have a phone number here, but like, yeah, you're every, right. Everything's getting ruined. I did Google. The, the, what what made me think of that is that I googled Compaq because Jesse's computer is a Compaq, which we'll talk about in the next minute. And they're and done, I found right? out that Compaq. Do you know what Compaq stands for? Computer <laughs> something. No, it's a portmanteau, so like a, a mashup of words of compatibility, so most of the word, and the A quality Q. So Comp A Q compatibility and quality. Quality. So, mm. cool. Occasionally referred to as CQ prior to its final logo. So, okay. Interesting. Weird. I, just, I never knew that. Tied to Fast and Furious, but I never knew that. No, same. Let's see here. Is there anything else? Oh, I do want to point out two things. So, Jesse is so excited. There's a couple lines that Jesse says that are just, you know, again, this minute, the next, the, all three minutes that we're doing today have these very memorable lines that people say. And there's a couple things that Jesse says here. Super incredible. Wonderful character moments where... Go ahead. He's just like, where we mentioned earlier, but it's like overnight parts from Japan. So when we were doing the Bullet episode, I was listening to it, and uh, I was forcing Rachel to listen to it because we're home in quarantine, so what the fuck does it matter? And I kept saying, Bullet, in the episode, and she's like, why yep. do you keep saying it like that? <laughs> like, she's mm-hmm. like, I heard Joey say it like that once, and then he stopped, and then you kept doing it. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, well, you know, when Suki sees Brian in the next episode, she's like, oh, it's Bullet, and like, the yeah. way she says it. Yeah. So that's what Japan, Japan reminded me of, because all of me and all my friends do that, too. Like, whenever we even talk about, like, Japan and the Olympics, we're like, Japan. 
Japan, you know? Yeah. Like, right after that, when he's still talking about the car, about talking overnighting parts from Japan, Dom's like, all right, put it on my tab. He goes, yes! It's like, he's so excited. Yes! That, like, Dom, like, Jesse's not going to be paying for... I don't know why he's so excited, but I just love his excitement. They're just like, Daddy Dom is paying for this now. Like, I'm no. going... Like, we're going we're gonna to soup this up. Yeah, no, he... Jesse enjoys the the build. That's the whole point of why you see him put the thing in. It's like guys that enjoy building computers or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like even when one of your friends get a new toy or they're like, I'm going to build a new computer. You're like, oh, sick. You're like, let's do it. You know what I mean? So you can be involved because you like the, the activity of it. And it's something that you probably don't get to do every single day. Right, like have like an unlimited budget to like soup up a fast car, and Jesse's like, I had all these ideas. Look at all this cool stuff we could do now with his Supra design floppy disk. Exactly, which we will talk about in the next minute. Anything else to say about minute forty before we talk about the trivia question? That's a prop from the movie I would want. What the Supra design floppy disk? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's on level with like Pam's kids, the jar for Pam's kids. Yes, if I could have the Supra design floppy disk just like framed above like my doorway in my house i'd be like oh god this is so good do you like that as a trivia question what is written on the floppy disk jesse uses at dom's auto body shop or is there a better question for this minute is that what you had that's what i had yeah yeah i, I mean th- we, could, we could say mr arizona what does but again it's in the no minute i like that i like that super design is a good one i also do want to point out while we're looking at the dialogue is that there's another iconic mia line where he just she just says he owns you now which is oh yeah perfect. yeah yeah, yeah. It's a very perfect one. We could also, I mean, this is an, another easy one, but, you know, I don't know how to say it. Like, what are the two places that they they might get parts for Brian's car? Like, Harry's and Japan? Or, like, <laughs> no. if they don't have the parts at Harry's, where could they go? I like the what's on the disc. That's a good one. I really so then do. what do we have? So we have Super Design. Yeah. Um, super Style. Okay. Uh, do we want to say... Car Designs. I was also thinking maybe we just do, like, uh, like Toyota Supra? Mm, Toyota Supra, yes. And car designs. Oh, that's so good. Oh, God. So one's written in the floppy disk. Jesse uses car designs, super designs, super style, Toyota Supra. <laughs> oh, God. These questions are so hard. I really, really enjoy it. Because yeah. the, the the answers are good enough in that one that where you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what it says. And then it's like, Toyota Supra or super design or super style. Like, what the fuck one is it? Because yeah, it's perfect. very visible, but it's only visible for like a second and a half. It's just like, oh no, like I don't. I and don't, you know the know. scene, but like your brain could write. Like even with me closing my eyes right now, I can imagine that every all th- four of those are written yeah. on the disc. Yeah, good. Okay. All right, minute forty-one. We're going to continue right into that. A minute I just called Jesse because I feel like of all the minutes of all, the entire movie, like this is where we really dive into who Jesse is. Like he gets basically one minute kind of in the whole movie but like this is his minute yeah i agree this is like the firmly minus jesse getting shot at the end or something this is the minute that we get the the squirrel minute from we are your friends type situation (laughs) if you will yeah tell me what you think about this county adjustables they save us about two pounds and they're gonna give us better traction for the whole shot all right this is your basic layout of the car and that's pretty much what it could look like when it's finished. Red, green. Man, you should be going to MIT or something. Yeah, right. Now, I got that... Oh, what's it called? That attention disorder... Oh, ADD? Yes, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to algebra and, like, math and shit. Everything else, I failed. Dropped out of school. I don't know, it's 
something about engines that, that calms me down, you know? So in this minute, Brian and Jesse review what Brian's car could look like when it's finished, and then at the end of the minute, which is basically going to be the next minute that we do, the cars pull up to our first family barbecue. So my, my first question, my real big question in this minute, not about Jesse at all, but Brian changed his shirt. Why? When? Between? When? Why? Is this just what do you mean? He had on, but like, like, you know how sometimes like an undershirt is like smaller because it's literally under another shirt? Like, this feels like not that. Like, it feels like it would be sticking out of the blue shirt he was wearing before, but now he's just wearing a, a plain white t-shirt underneath the blue shirt they had before. And it's not like they're doing work on the car. Like, Jesse's the one that's, like, looking around, digging in there, right? But I guess maybe after they unpacked everything, he was sweaty and he changed his shirt? But again, why? When? Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna have a, a theory. So he changed his shirt between minute 40 and minute 41? Yes, yes. But also between these two minutes, they went to Racer's Edge and they got all the parts. Okay, so it, it could be a different day, but... From the looks of it, it doesn't seem like they have air conditioning in this garage. By the way that Dom and Jesse and Mia are dressed, Letty, sure. inside yep. the garage. Mm-hmm. So I think that Brian might have come from Harry's, which I'm sure does have air conditioning. And when he arrives there, he wasn't used to the temperature change and realizes as he starts unboxing stuff that he's hot. And he probably had two shirts on and he took one off. Okay. And also, I guess if he is crashing at Harry's when they picked up parts he could have gotten changed there too oh yeah true you're right he does like live in the storage closet in the back so yeah and we notice in this minute that Jesse has black nail polish on his nails and he has Which a is small black tattoo it looks like Japanese characters did you did you get a chance to look at where's it at if you click on the in the in the minute there's a link to the tattoo oh I took a screenshot where's it at on his arm there yeah like on his upper yeah, right is. arm I wonder what it says and I wonder if that's a real tattoo if he actually has that he might yeah, it's it's on his uh, right shoulder. Yep, like the top of his forearm. Yep. into his shoulder. Yeah, it looks like some Chinese characters. I don't know. I obviously can't read it, so I don't know what it says. But it looked like from afar, kind of like a little character. But then it looks like actually like Japanese character, like a character. You like know what? When person, I first like looked at it, I thought that it could be like uh, like a panther's head or something mm-hmm. because it's blurry and it's you know not in focus really. We'll talk about what we learn about Jesse in the dialogue. But what do you see here in terms of the? The cars or the signs and products and model numbers, what did you find in this minute? I didn't see too many car things because he's just like putting parts together on the computer, right? But it's not like which parts it is and stuff like that. He talks about the suspension a little bit. Um, The thing that I was focusing on the most was the post-it notes on the side Mm -hmm. of Jesse's computer. Yeah. So I broke it down and I had to use some like, you know, logical jumps here because we don't see the whole post-it notes. We only see yep. parts of them. So going from left to right, we see a post-it note that says need NOS system for Honda Civic. But I it's it could be something else. But I think it says need NOS system for Honda Civic. Also, because these these are written in like a kind of a cursive. Yep. Right. So they're they're like kind of shorthandy. The other one says call Summit Tuesday, which makes sense. Summit Racing Parts. Right. OK. It's like the big catalog like the toys r us catalog for racing parts okay cool okay so i was like it, it said like call some tuesday and i was like okay he's calling summit and then on the right side it says pick up or p slash u parts after 3 p.m then it says kelly something it looks like it says air like i'm looking at it right now it doesn't look like air but i don't know like it almost looks like acc almost it might be like something like kelly's last name whoever's picking up or whether that's up what i was from. thinking yeah it could be like kelly whatever yeah 
Like, this is for Kelly. But you, you saw what I was saying. That it kind of looks yes. like air, but kind of doesn't. And then the other one says front end for Jetta. Later in the minute, it's definitely not Kelly Air, because there's, like, a lot, of, a lot of letters after it, but I don't know what it actually says. Okay. And then where is the one front end for Jetta? Is that above it? It's It should be, I think, the bottomest one. And also about his tattoo, it looks like it's, like, holding a sword. Like, it looks like it's kind of, like, flare. If it is, like, a Japanese character or a word or whatever or, like, a saying... It kind of looks like it might be holding a sword, or I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's all the Chinese characters, though. They all look like something. That's the whole point of them, right? Like, they try to, they give you a clue in them of, like, what it's supposed to be. I might have missed it. Oh, I think it might actually be at the end of the previous minute. Give me one more second. Hold on. That's what I was mainly focused on. There's actually not as many signs and stuff in this room as, po- as I thought, but I did notice something cool. Over Brian's shoulder in the background on top of this looks like a file cabinet. There's a bunch of trophies. Yeah. So we have to assume that they're racing trophies, right? Probably, yeah. Even like show trophies? Or, you know, Nopi, right? Or Nopi or Fall Nationals. Yeah, it's, it's it's actually really cool that they have like a bunch of trophies up there. I wish we could have zoomed in and saw what kind of trophies these are. But generally, this is just a bland car office with just papers scattered everywhere, right? Yeah, there's no comically oversized fork and knife or knife and spoon, right? It's... You know, it's yeah. not as exciting as that. I do want to say in terms, you, you mentioned earlier, like, why he got changed. Maybe it's a different day. I think this is all meant to be the same day, because I think everybody's, like, Jesse's still in the fall national shirt throughout this entire thing. From, oh, you're like, right. Fair. Previous minute through the barbecue. So I think it's all like, hey, dropped off the car, you know, everything's here. They went to Harry's, picked up a bunch yep. of parts that they could, come check out what they're going to do. So it looks like, I found it now, front, so going back there, front end... It looks like for Joan. It might be Jetta. It might be Joan. But John. I think it's for John. He has a Jetta, right? So that's why I was assuming it could be Jetta. Hmm. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say for Jetta or John. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess those are just like sketches or drawings on the wall to the left of the trophies. Yeah, they're just like car sketches. They essentially, look like what uh, Jesse's looking at in the the software that he made, the program that he made. It's hard though because everything's so dark back here. Yep. You know what I just noticed? Are you paused, like, right there? Look right over Jesse's hand. It looks like there's a DVD player there, which would be very interesting. Oh, yeah, okay. The silver like, thing? Yeah. Or it looks, it also kind of looks like, no, you know what I think it is? I think because there's speakers on either side, I think that's a CD player. Ah, well, If you also, go to, like, nine seconds in on this, there's, yep. like, a big, there's a speaker on either side. I think that's probably just, like, a sound system, like a boombox. Yeah, makes sense. Maybe they stole that, too, though. You know, why not? Although, yeah. you know, don't shit where you eat. Don't keep stolen goods on premises, but who knows? It's definitely a, it's definitely like a CD player. You're right. So in this minute, we learned about Jesse that, you know, as you heard, that he has ADD, that uh-huh. Brian can sense already, even like barely having known this guy, that he's brilliant. He just, you know, life kind of dealt him a little bit of a shitty hand and he just can't, you know, he loved math, but he just, I guess the, the glass half full is that he found where he is at peace, like what he's good at, right? You know, not everybody, yeah. not everybody can go to MIT, you know, it's, if you, as long as you find your place in this world, and he did, you know, he's, he's doing what he needs to get done at uh, Dominant DT Auto Body. DT Precision Auto, sorry. DT, can't let speak a, a trivia question, DT Precision Audio. Yeah. Do you think it should be what calms Jesse down, or do you think it should be one of these three questions that you have here? I don't like the first one. So the three questions that I wrote down are what ailment okay. does Jesse have ADD? I think I'm going to get rid of that nah. one. I, said, I just was brainstorming ideas. Yep. What was Jesse's best subject in school, I think, is a good one? Because we could also do, like, auto body. And what school does Brian think Jesse should be attending? Which, again, I think, to your point from previous questions, is a little bit nitpicky. Yeah, that's fair. So I, I either say what calms Jesse down or... 
what was Jesse's best subject in school? I like what calms Jesse down because it could be like smoking <laughs> or her engines. You know what I mean? So what what's the actual verbatim? He just says something about, something engines, about that engines that calms me, me down. down. Um, cigarettes. Yeah. Engines. Corona. Uh, racing. Or family, or do you want a corona? Ooh, family, maybe? Because that's more specific. Because, like, all these things could calm him down, but he's the one that, the one that he says. Yes. Engines. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough minute to come up with a question for, actually. Yeah, because it's like a character moment. It's got to be about Jesse, but it's, you know, it's sort of a quiet minute. I mean, we learn a lot about him, and I like, I appreciate that about the minute, but it's, there's not a ton going on, but it is a nice sort of bridge between getting from the garage into the barbecue. It's just like, this is, we're going to propel, like, this kind of like a narrative-based minute, which I like. I do too. And then minute 42, I called our first family barbecue, which is not a quote from the thing, but... It's a, it's a big moment. It's a big moment. It is. It really, really is. I'm out of here. Oh, come on, Doug. Yo, Doug. Vince, get over here. Give us a hand. Looks like you got all the help you need, brother. <laughs> First, out of everybody here to reach in to get the chicken, you say grace. So in this minute, you know, again, this is something that a normal person watching this minute would be like, oh, not a lot happens. But in terms of what we're looking for, there's a lot that happens. So Lynn's... There's a lot that's going on in the background. Yeah, there yeah. is. Letty, Vincent, and Leon pull up to 1327. Dom and Brian are barbecuing. Jesse's in the driveway. Mia's inside. We don't see her inside, but we know that she comes out later. Vince sees Brian, leaves in an angry huff after handing the grocery bags he's carrying to Leon. Then we have a really awkward cut, and we'll talk about that in a second. The barbecue continues. Dom and Mia are at the grill, or Dom and Letty are manning the grill. Leon's uh, playing basketball in the driveway. Then Mia, Jesse, and Brian all bring food in from outside, or outside from inside. And then the family sits down and eat. Jesse grabs a piece of chicken, and Dom tells him to say grace. So next minute, we're going to hear him praying to the car gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we don't hear that yet. But yeah, there's a lot going on here. This is sort of the big one. I know you said that there wasn't a lot for you to pull, but like in terms of what the types of things, like this is kind of like an outdoor party scene, counting coronas, counting candles. No candles outside. No candles outside, surprisingly. I want to point out first that when Vince and the crew roll up, that we cut to Dom walking away from the grill and walking to the driveway. He looks nervous. So he's like, oh no, like we know that Vince hates Brian. I think so. Like if you watch it again, he looks a little nervous. And it feels like for a character who's going to become so steely I... and reserved, it feels like he's just like, I don't I don't know about this. And he's right to, he's right to be worried because Vince gets pissy and leaves. I can't tell if it's like skeptical or if it's because it's sunny. You know what I mean? If he's like kind of squinting, like now I'm walking out into the sun. He does seem like he does that. And he looked like he was going to come over... Why would he need to have walked over to, like, help them with the grocery bags when Letty was already there? There's two huge guys, you know what I mean? So 
if you're manning the grill, he would have just been like, Jesse, go help grab those groceries or whatever. I think he's, I think he's like, I, I might want to cut this head off. Like, it almost feels like before Vince sees Brian, let me see if I can get to Vince and just be like, hey man, just want to let you know, I want to give you the heads up. But like, before we can get there, Vince sees Brian and he says, look, looks like you got all the help you need, brother. I love that line. But no, in, into your sense, I think that he's trying to get in between them in case like, yeah. one of them tries, like, in case Vince tries to rush him or something. Although we know from this very driveway that when there's a confrontation they just stand head to head or not even head to head head by head (laughs) staring off indefinitely you know even though vince and brian have thrown hands before there's going to be a confrontation here in five movies right four or five movies yeah and everything's gonna be fine yeah exactly the most jarring thing about this minute and i don't know if you sense that maybe it's just because we're watching it by a minute but going from when vince burns out and leaves we like cut to and we hear the uh, Santana song, which I did not realize this was a Santana song, but the song Evil Ways by Santana yes. starts playing. Surprisingly, jarringly cut from Vince peeling out to, like, party time. That's like, what did we miss? Like, it feels like we missed something. No! They're like, he wants to be a pissy baby by himself, so, like, we're just gonna continue on like normal. Like, he knew we would, like we should. Like, that's what's gonna happen, so you can just fucking deal, bud. I wonder if they filmed a line that was, like, them reacting to Vince driving off and they just cut it for time. Like, not a lot, not a whole scene, but just, like, a, oh, boy, like, what's his problem or whatever. Yeah, like, like, oh, here he goes again, whatever. Because I think the way that the music comes in and the way that we just, you know, smash cut to the chicken on the grill, 18 pieces of chicken, by the way. Oh. I I just feel like there's something, like, some kind of connective tissue that was missing, or, again, maybe just because we're watching and we're looking for things like that. I don't know. No, no, no. I think it's fine. I would have just shrugged it off. I'm sure that, to be honest, I'm sure that they really didn't talk about it because it's like, who's going to comment on it, right? Yeah. If, like, Dom says something, he's, like, talking shit on Vince in front of Brian. The only person that could get away with something would be, like, Letty or Mia being, like, And oh, Letty does say, like, when Vince... I, I can't hear what she's saying, but when Vince storms off, Letty says something, like, basically, like, oh, come on, man. Like, basically, stop Let's it. Like, just on the grow up. And see what happens. Yeah. I do have... Uh, and we're not going to add this, just because... I don't want to redo the quiz, but when we have the question on our quiz, we're having a barbecue, how are you helping? We've got Leon playing basketball, and playing basketball is not one of our options. Wait, what? When we do the character quiz for the show, and we're like, we're having a barbecue, how are you helping? You men in the grill, are you saying grace, you babysitting, are you blah, blah, blah. Leon's playing basketball here, and like that's not on our quiz. Like, we, I guess that's a reason why Leon's not one of the characters you can get, because we had not adequately reflected how he helps at a barbecue, or helps, quote-unquote, helps. We should add playing basketball, but Leon only gets, like, maximum points for that one. Or if you just, if you pick that answer, you just are just, Leon. <laughs> you just are Leon. No matter what. It's yeah. just, like, that answer just supersedes the rest of the quiz. We don't know enough about Leon to answer, like, is he getting married? I don't know. You yeah. Know, how fast is he? I don't know. How furious is he? I don't know. Like, all these things that we know, we can sort of guess at, but, like, the one thing that we know for sure is that when we're having a barbecue, how is he? Hel- how are you helping? He's not. He's, not. He's, playing He's playing basketball. basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Brian carrying out the Coronas just in his hands, but not, like, in a bucket of ice or something is so strange. And they're already uncapped. Like, I get that that's, like, convenient for that, but it just feels like they're not ready to... Like, they're not sitting down to eat at that second, right? It's just a yeah. weird kind of thing. And you could spill them... And, like, you know, you think Mia would have been like, look, I'm the mom here. Here's a bucket. Here's some ice or, like, a little cooler. You know, bring this out. Keep them in there so that they're cold when we go to drink them. And it's like, nope, just open and held. Well, she's too busy making weird noises when Dom hugs her. And I don't know why he hugs her here other than just, like, we should hug. Like, this almost feels 
and I don't want to compare this to The Room, but it feels like a kind of like a Tommy Wiseau moment, which is like, oh, I love her. I'm going to hug her. They ostensibly just saw each other. I mean, Mia went back to the house. She got changed. They've probably been outside, but she comes outside with a bowl of macaroni salad and the Snapple, and then Dom hugs her, and she says something that I wrote down. It's basically like, yo 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 And I don't know why he hugs her. I don't know why she makes that noise. She did change from her work outfit into a a lovely magenta colored dress, but like yeah. I don't know why any of this is happening. Maybe it's just because right before that he yells like Mia, bring it out, and she like I'm on my the way. Chicken's like, dry. Yeah, but I guess she does give him shit or whatever. But also she brings out a snapple because of course she brings out a snapple. But at, when they're at the <laughs> table later, it looks like Dom might be drinking the snapple, which feels wild. Let me see. Is he? So, no, it so kind it's, of is in it's front of him. Either way, because they're sitting catty corner, because Dom's yes. on the end and Mia's next to him, and the snapple's kind of between them. But when he's pointing with Jesse, he's like, you took the piece of chicken, I want you to say grace, it looks like he takes his hand away from the snapple. It might have just been near the snapple. Like, I, see, not... I see his thumb, yeah. Yes, it looked like his hand was on the snapple. Because when Mia comes out, it's like, or I don't know if this is Mia, this might just be Jordana Brewster, she comes out and she's like holding the snapple, like basically like, Hey, Dom, take your Snapple, and then he hugs her. Let me see. I don't know if the character's motivation is, hey, bring up the bowl of macaroni salad and also this Snapple for your brother, or if she's just, like, awkwardly, like, hugging her hand up like like she wants a hug. I don't know what's going on, but it feels no, like... No, it looks like she hands him the Snapple. It looks like the lo- like the thing was, like, come out and hand me the Snapple. And then Vin, the actor, was like, I'm just gonna hug her. And it's like, well, that wasn't... No, because it's like, the way she, like, hands it to him, he, like, forgot what was happening, and it looks like she, like, opened her arm. Yeah. And they had a, like, weird hug in between. That's a very strange thing that was happening. It's yeah. real, real weird. And that's... The only kind of insight you can get when you dig this deep into this minute, I don't know, but it, it's... We know that Mia loves Snapple, right? Because in the <laughs> party scene... Well, actually, that's that's she, one of her character traits. We just we think that Brian thinks that Mia likes Snapple, because she's like, <laughs> get me something as long as it's cold. And he's like, here's a Snapple. But maybe the Snapples are in that bowl for Dom. And we know the Toretto household has Snapple. Yes, for a reason. <laughs> for a reason. When I have my fantasy baseball draft here, may you rest in peace, baseball. You know, everybody's drinking beer all day, and I'm drinking beer all day, but there, there comes a point in the night where I'm like, I don't want more beer. Like, I want an Arizona. Like, I just, you know, I got my Arnold yes. Palmer. Like, there yes. might be a time where Dom's like, I've had enough Corona. I need a little bit of sugar. I want that Snapple. And so maybe the Snapples are there for Dom. And Brian's just like, oh, Mia's not 21 yet. I don't want to get her a beer. I don't want to get her a Red Bull because it's 10 p.m. or whatever. I'm going to get her a Snapple. And she's like, oh, no, like, that's Dom's Snapple. Why is, what's Brian doing? <laughs> Dom had, like, a Snapple in his bedroom, just like, this is my end-of-the-night Snapple, nobody drink it, and Brian just cracks it and hands it to Mia. <laughs> That's, you know, I never Snappled on nobody. <laughs> Can we change his title to be the, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Snapple? Okay. Snapple. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, it doesn't make any sense, but it, it sums up this this conversation that we just had no, so much better. No, it's fine. Better. It's totally fine. Uh, so on the picnic table, there are 18 pieces of chicken from the grill, plus there's some chicken that they'd already taken off the grill um, that they yeah. had sauced at Letty's. By the way, these on. Coronas are capped. He didn't uncap them. I just are they? Again. Yeah, they're capped. When it like okay. shoots back to the other side of the table, like the, some of them are being open and dr- drunk. The the ones behind Brian are capped. Okay. So we got the chicken. We got a bowl of baked beans. We got a bowl of grilled corn on the cob. We got a plate of what looks like watermelon, but it's like opposite, definitely watermelon. It is opposite side of the table, so it's hard to 
confirm. It's definitely got a watermelon. Plate of what looks like either, and this is what Jesse carries out when he comes up for either Rice Krispies or maybe cornbread. It looks more it's like cornbread. Rice Krispies. You think it's cornbread? It is. It's just like it's it's not super yellowy. Maybe they use white cornmeal. If you pause it, like when Jesse's holding them and he's walking by during the hug part. It's definitely cornmeal, not... I mean, it's definitely cornbread, not Rice Krispie treats. We got a bowl of macaroni salad. That's what Mia carries out. We got three sauce bottles that we unfortunately can't read. We got a bowl of red something in front of Brian. I don't know if it's salsa. Did you figure out what you think that is? What's, like, in that little... Let me see one more time. It's like a, it's like a small dish. Like, the other things are, like, all, like, family-style, shareable bowls. But this is, like, a little... Like, it looks kind of like a salsa bowl or something, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking it might be Or hot some... sauce, possibly, but, like, it would be in a jar. Like, I don't know. It's something probably for the chicken, but I don't know what it would be. No, I think it would be salsa, because you got, like, these rice and beans kind of things going on here. I can't tell. But you only see it for, like, that one split second, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't... I mean, it's we might... when he's in a, in sitting... In a minute, a... we might get a better close-up, but... As of right it's only now, the long shot. There's like a little, there's a little brown bowl. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. I was thinking maybe it could be like some kind of cheese thing. Maybe like refried beans. Big old bowl of what looks like baked beans, right? It's like beans and rice. Yeah, which would make sense, you know. The only other things that I want to point out here: one we've talked about before, because I keep the reason this movie works, like the way that the story is told, is that through Brian's perspective, right? Like he's now in the yes. family. He's meeting Dom. This is Brian's story. I mean, Dom's kind of the main character, but Brian's the one that we see the world through. Mm -hmm. It still doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to bring it up again here because this is where it happens. It doesn't make sense narratively in the world that Jesse reaches for the chicken. It feels like it should be, and this is a very minor thing, but it feels like Brian, not knowing the rules, although maybe he's being played because he's a guest, but it feels like he should be the one who grabs the chicken. Dom explains to him because it feels like Dom explained to Jesse is explaining to us, explaining to Brian, but, like, Jesse should already know the rules. Because, like, just the way, and again, this just might be the way that the script is written, the way that Vin delivers the line or whatever, but it feels like the way that he explains is like he's explained to Jesse for the first time. Maybe there's a history it's of Jesse's Jesse ADD chicken. Yeah, just like, all right, Jesse, now you know because you pulled the chicken. But it's not like he's forgetful. He just is, he just doesn't think. But it, it just feels, it's a strange line delivery. I think it should be Brian. It 100% should be Brian. it should be Brian. I or Or it should be like, you know, as you know, you grab the chicken, you got to say grace. Or, like, he could say, like, you know, Brian, you might not know this, but whatever. Like, it's a minor thing, but it feels like there's something a little bit weirdly off. Like, Jesse should know better, but maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely to tell the audience that this is the thing, but it would have worked so much better if you gave it to the new guy who didn't know the rules already. Right. You have house rules, and you'd be like, these are the house rules. Like, Jesse would be like, or even if Jesse told Brian, right? Like, if Brian did it, and Jesse was like, hey, Brian, you know the rules, and then Dom's like, since you grabbed the first piece of chicken. Yeah, or, or Jesse could even be like, oh, Dom, look what he did, look what he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. this... Oh, if only we were the script writers for this movie. If only. And the other thing that I wanted to say, and this is just because they're in a residential neighborhood, but it feels kind of strange to me. But maybe it's not, it's not strange. Just I, once I started thinking about it, I couldn't stop thinking about it. But like the house behind theirs kind of like abuts right up to their back patio. So like yep. people could just walk out there, like whether they're, you know, people actually living in the house or characters in the movie world, and they're just, like, into the family barbecue, which is kind of a weird... Like, it feels like there should be more space back there, but th- there's not. And so I just wonder if they no. have, you know, multi-family barbecues. At one point, doesn't Dom say that his dad used to throw a block party? Yeah. And if that's the Toretto house, 
then we'd assume that it's that house, right? It's true. That's very, very true. That's a good point. He said, like, my dad used to throw a house party, but what was it? You had a... It's in the fourth movie, I think, right? So we'll, it's like we'll... everybody was allowed to come as long as you went to church or something. I think so. Yeah, exactly. it was something weird like that. I forget. He used yeah. to throw a house party every year. Uh, we'll get there in 4,000 minutes. Well, you know, if, if this virus sticks around, we're going to be blowing through this, so who knows? Anything else that you noticed, anything else that you wanted to point out about this minute? Again, there was not a lot that you... There's the stuff that you had found before, the different cars that they roll up on, that yes. you had pulled from before. Why don't you talk about the, the guy that you saw? We I think we made a note of it briefly in the last minute. But there's something going on in the street. What's going on out there? There's a couple things that now that like I was just rewatching this again, looking through all the things. Uh, I don't know where you want to put them in the things. Yeah, I feel like for all of the careful work that we have done in this document feels like there's a lot of things that still like don't have a home yeah while you type that there's something and i it, i kind of had to wrap my head around i feel like it's just like a weird way of editing or a weird way of filmmaking because there's do you know about the 180 degree rule in filmmaking no so it's a minor thing but it's and people break this now like it, i think it was a long-standing rule but i think as filmmaking techniques have changed and as cameras have like as like handy cams have become more popular and like you don't need to have a setup but basically to not confuse the audience filmmakers would draw an imaginary line like you know a straight line through a scene and all of the shots would be from one side of that if there's two characters eating dinner or whatever to not lose perspective of where you are you wouldn't go like on the opposite side of the table. You would always be like, like imagine bisecting a scene in whatever scene, you'd always be shooting from one half of the table. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that this is remnants of a play, right? That like, yes. you're always looking into the box. Yes. And so, you're not switching perspectives. If you're too aggressive with that, and not in like a, you know, Michael Bay kind of like 360 degree around, like where it's like stylistically intentional, but like if you're jumping all over the place and like you're sort of losing, I think it's to prevent people from getting taken out of the scene where they're like, are we still in the same place? Like, I don't understand where the perspective is here. And I think the less distracting shit you can do, the more people are going to be able to take in the story and the conversation or whatever, right? Yes, agreed. I don't know if this is like something where I just lost track of that, but it feels like, you know, if we're looking at the house, the driveway goes up to the garage, the house is to the left, the grill, we know, is facing the house away from the driveway, but then the way that the camera cuts when, like, Mia and Brian and Jesse come out of the house, it feels like everything has been turned 90 degrees, but it hasn't. It has. The camera has, but it feels like everything else has. Like, it feels a little weird and a little jarring. Like, it feels like Mm. it should be somewhere else. Like, it should be, like, one degree or one crank turned or something, but it's not. You feel like we should have walked up the driveway with the camera and turned that way. Yes. But you wouldn't get the shot of L.A. downtown behind them. Because, like, we're looking up, and, like, it makes sense that you're looking from the driveway, and then all of a sudden, I think we're, like, a full 180 degree away, and it's just, like, they're coming out, or, like, it's a 270 or something, and, like, it feels, again, sort of a little jar. It's not bad. It's not as weird to me, I don't think, as, because, like, it all makes sense. Like, I was trying to, like, visualize it and, like, where the, the grill is, and, like, everything tracks. Like, they're not, like, weirdly moving things, but I feel like the camera placement was, like, oh, like, are we, it almost feels like we're seeing the grill from the driveway, then they move the grill to a different place. Yeah, they did. Camera purposes, but they didn't. It's like it's normal, but I don't know. So I was adding some stuff that I saw. The main thing that I saw that there's like either a Buick or a Lincoln parked on the street with the guy playing in his trunk that we see at the beginning of the last minute when they when the crew pulls up. I can't figure out what kind of car it is. It's not on the car movie database. So if anybody can recognize it, I even actually sent a picture to my friends yesterday trying to figure out what it was, and we couldn't figure it out. It's interesting because it's probably one of the oldest cars in this movie. 
Okay. Late 70s, early 80s kind of car. So I'm like, okay, or like, yeah, maybe like early 80s. This is probably one of the oldest cars that we see besides Dom's Charger. And I'm like, I wonder what this is parked right outside their house with the guy playing in the trunk. And then Leon like uh, burns out past it. Sorry. Yeah. Vince burns out past it. You notice some things like the hubcaps on the side of the garage and yard tools. As decorations. Just decorations. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if you have the minute, I'm I'm not going to spoil these numbers here, but if you want to if you want to know a window count for number of windows visible in 1327 in their neighbors' mm-hmm. houses, go check out the Fast and Furious Minute document. True. Now, Joe, for this the trivia question, a couple different options mm. here, and I don't know which one's best. I don't know if you have a different one that you like better. I wrote down who says Grace, kind of an easy question. What song is playing? This is the Santana song. Or what food is not visible on the family barbecue picnic table? Is there oh, one of those God. that you like more than the rest? I kind of like. What song is playing, but I, I don't know what the other answers would be. I mean, we could do, what's that song, Oye Como Va? Is that another Santana song? Oh, ho, ho. yeah, because yes. that sounds, because it sounds, I mean, a lot of Santana's music, I mean, because I'm not into Santana, like, I haven't, I haven't really dug deep, so to me, it sounds similar, but it's not, you know what I mean? So we could do oh. Evil Ways by Santana. Yeah. Uh, Oye Como Va. How about, like, Witchy Woman? <laughs> It, it, it kind of sounds a little similar. Magic Woman. What's it called? Ooh, the Eagles. Which one? Oh, you're talking about that. Because there's yes. Santana has a song called Black Magic Woman. Oh. So you're going to do three Santana songs. And then an Eagle song. People be like, wait, so it's kind of, it's like, is this, are, are they making us think <laughs> that it's Santana by putting three, is it, San, is it? I don't. I think us picking the answers for the songs make it so much harder. Or like us picking the answers for these really fuck with the questions hard. Yeah, because you can make them home runs really easy to be like, oh yeah, this is the only one that makes sense. But it's like no. Man, so as a recap, the three questions, the three questions that we came up with today. Number <laughs> one, what's written on the floppy disk? Jesse uses at Dom's Auto Body Shop. What does Jesse say calms him down? And then what song is playing at the first family barbecue? Who boy? Yeah, I feel like the song. It's yeah. That's a hard one. Tricky, tricky. These are all three pretty difficult ones, for sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else that you want to say about these minutes before we uh, come back in just a couple days now for Fast and Furious number four? No, this was a nice arc. I hope you guys you are listening. You liked the three-minute arc. We have different ideas for other things that we'll do bonus episodes for, but this was just uh, one of them. We're just making more content. That's it. That's essentially what's happening. Slinging that tent. Slinging the tent. Slanging tent. So next week, okay. So here's a question for you. Do we want to announce like both, if we're doing two movies in a week, do we want to announce both movies or do we want to go episode by episode? Like, do we want to give people more time to watch or do we want to sort of keep a surprise for the next episode? Give more time to watch. Okay. So next week we have on the schedule, Fast and Furious number four, the reboot coming out on Tuesday. And then, next Friday, our bonus episode is going to be the aforementioned Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel. Now it's on VOD. Yes. I think it's like, if it's 20 bucks, I mean, I get why you might not want to, but if you have a little bit extra time, or a little bit extra money, you got nothing but time, if you want to watch Bloodshot, we're going to be talking about it here on April 3rd, next Friday, April 3rd. And if not, just skip it. I mean, like, you guys know that the bonus episodes, like, aren't super important. And we usually don't even really ruin the movies anymore, I don't think, right? I think some of the movies that we've been doing lately, you kind of can't spoil, but at the same time, I don't know. You know, we'll yeah. see how Bloodshot is. I mean, it's a new release, so I think it's going to be cool to, to, you know, now that everybody can see it, nobody has to go out. Yeah, very cool. Bloodshot coming out next Friday. Any other thoughts? Or are we uh, good to go? I think we're good to go, man. That was awesome. For all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com, slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family, at cageclub.me. Come back next time for Fast and Furious number four with a guest. After that, for Bloodshot next Friday. Email us. 
family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFast2Forever.com. We hope that you're staying home, staying safe, staying healthy in these crazy weird times. And don't forget to practice your meditation with OneMomentCompany.com. Thank you, One Moment Company. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And we'll see you next time right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. Peace out. Peace out. You ain't